0: always where a Vanderbilt student and a Vanderbilt graduate go through each Austin Alley episode one by one. I'm Emily.
1: And I'm Abby. And
0: today we're going to talk about the episode Zaliens and Cloud Watchers. Yes,
1: indeed. But first,
0: how are you, Uh, Abby?
1: Um, I'm okay. It's been a long week. Being a Vanderbilt undergrad student is exhausting, but you know, things could always be worse. And I get to come and podcast today, so that's fun. (laughs)
0: Living the life, yes, indeed. You could say,
1: (laughs) yes, indeed, living the dream.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I am also still a Vanderbilt graduate, but I am now a grad student uh, at a different at at Wheaton College. Very exciting. uh, We're still gonna keep our tagline because you know that's our. Our origins when I first started this podcast, that's all I was. Uh, How long but, ago uh, was I, that? I also, uh, I mean, so our first episode just came out one week ago from when we're recording this episode, but we actually started recording in what July,
1: something like that. It was a
0: while ago. <laughs> we did our first recording in like July, maybe eh, I want to say July, it might have been the beginning of August. Possibly, but uh, it was before you uh, before you traveled. So yes. it was like two or three weeks before you traveled. So it was yes. it was a while ago at this point. Uh, we have not recorded for uh, a good bit,
1: but we're glad to be back.
0: So. <laughs> we are, yeah, yeah. We're very excited. Uh, so my question uh, for us to get to know each other better and uh, for the audience to get to know us better. Uh, If the audience wants to chime in somewhere as well, uh, maybe on Twitter or, uh, you know, email us about, uh, do you think, uh, Abby, that you are more like Allie or more like Austin?
1: Ooh, I am definitely more like Allie. (laughs) I cannot color outside the lines. I care too much about school. I don't like being in front of large groups of people. Um, I don't do role-breaking. Which Austin does. I am not as creative or funny or talented as either Austin or Ally. But uh I do a lot more writing and behind the scenes stuff. That's where my skills lie. Not up on stage. So I am absolutely more like Ally. How about you, Emily? Well, this
0: is this is perfect, Abby, because I am definitely more like Austin.
1: <laughs> Wonderful!
0: I uh, I don't really mind breaking the rules. I mean, I I am not like a real rebel. I don't break the rules all the time, but I I do sometimes break the rules. Um, as far as like you know having fun goes, uh, like rooftop exploring, for example. Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, or like steam steam tunnel exploring. Um. Uh, I uh care about having fun. I like coloring, kind of. I like things like coloring that are kind of like a little bit considered childish, but I just think they're really fun. Uh,
1: Like writing children's books?
0: Yeah, like writing children's books, for example. For those of you Uh, listening- Children's book, Jurassic Mars. Yes. (laughs) Go ahead, Abby.
1: (laughs) Emily has written a children's book. It's very good.
0: uh, I've taken steps towards, you know, figuring out how to publish it, but I haven't actually really tried to. So, uh, you know, Look for I, I'm making a podcast first.
1: <laughs> the to <forthcoming laughs> children's book.
0: Sometimes in the future. Yes. Those are the only things we can plug. Things that are way in the past or things that are in the potential far in the future. Yes. Those are, uh, you know, the things we can focus on. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I'm surprisingly creative. A little bit silly etc so yeah i wouldn't say so it's surprising this is good, abby oh uh, well you yeah, know that's nice yeah uh, thanks abby <laughs> uh but this works well for our podcast that yes, you does. are more of the alley and i am the more of the austin it's, it's, it does.
1: Uh, it's perfect <laughs>
0: uh so keeping uh with the spirit of austin alley uh we would like to issue a few apologies so one of the things that happens throughout austin alley is that uh Normally, it's Austin who's apologizing to Allie for something that's gone wrong, but I'm sure there are circumstances where it's, uh, mutual or, in general, one of the strengths of the, the series is that, uh, friends, the friends apologize to each other when they do something wrong. Uh, yes. so, I would like to apologize, uh, for some of the audio quality. No promises that it's gonna get a ton better. But it will get slowly and slowly and slowly better. Uh, So hopefully it's even better today because now we both have headphones. Yes. Uh, I kind of know how to edit-ish more than I did. (laughs) Um, uh, We've taken steps. We are trying to improve. No guarantees about it being great, but hopefully it will continue to be better.
1: Yes. Um. I bought a microphone for this. I was very excited about it. (laughs) Well, I yeah. bought a microphone yeah, that's attached to a headset because it seemed good for video chatting, which is how we record this podcast. So yeah, yeah. That's an improvement over using the microphone on my laptop for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there are other apologies we'll, uh, you know, will uh, have to issue after we get some feedback. That's our first apology. Uh, so we're sorry about that, and uh, we're gonna try to be better. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I want to apologize for laughing so much, but we did do a segment on the first episode uh, where I asked why is the audio track audience laughing Uh, in the first episode. They laughed at like a silly point. And then while editing our recording, the question you could ask is why is Emily laughing? (laughs) Because it's really not clear. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, I am just laughing all over the place. I'm not going to apologize because I'm probably not going to change, but uh, I am going to acknowledge that... (laughs) Uh, it doesn't, it, it's not always logical.
1: <coughs> All right, just, and with that, <laughs> yes, Abby. I was just going to say that sometimes people laugh at things that are not always what other people think is funny, and that is okay, because life is too short to be picky about one's humor. <laughs> laugh at everything you can. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Especially does. I think
0: I'm also just excited while I'm recording. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be here is also maybe what i'm expressing but <laughs> yeah uh, uh but shall we move into some defining moments from the episode where we talk about uh yes. the highs and lows of the episode the uh the trajectories we see forthcoming that have been established in this episode
1: uh one of the things that i thought was um really significant about this episode that you see death and trish the one- hmm and not only contradicts everything that we've seen so far in the first three episodes, but it also is like this very rare thing because throughout the rest of the series, Des and Trish also still are not great friends. They will work together for Austin and Allie's sake, but they there's very few moments where you see Des and Trish like being great buddies and getting to see that was really fun and also sets up confirms and sets up the joke of Des and Trish not getting along. That Austin and Allie both are like, this is so weird. I'm more freaked out by the fact that you guys are getting along than by the fact that you're both wearing Zaylian costumes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I really enjoy it when Des and Trish get along. (laughs) It makes me very happy when uh when they're friends. So it was fun to see them being friends in this episode. And it also is a little bit weird, also uh just because of the extremes they go to in this episode and how they are like yeah. uh such as you know wearing the same Zalian costume or having shirts made of each other. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh it was it was exciting uh, their friendship. But then also their uh the this you know their friendship kind of falling apart at the end. But. <laughs> Maybe not their friendship. is a little too strong. Their their best friendship falling apart.
1: Yes. All over pizza toppings. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I have not uh, and yet- And then they acted like a- uh, I have not yet lost any friends over pizza toppings, but I expect to at some point in my life. My favorite-
0: What's your favorite pizza topping?
1: Pineapple and pepperoni. Together.
0: Ooh. Nice. What? You're both of them!
1: Yes. <laughs> pineapple and pepperoni- <laughs> um i'll get to that in my plug later in the episode and i will explain why oh. pineapple and pepperoni is my favorite oh
0: foreshadowing i feel like i know this yes. story but i can't remember it uh i i like pepperoni which i can't remember who i guess i think trish like trish pepperoni. like pepperoni yeah but i also like pineapple with canadian bacon uh but not with pepperoni
1: mm.
0: that's probably maybe
1: it's delicious my second favorite.
0: but just pineapple is not my favorite yeah I, I guess I haven't tried pineapple and pepperoni. Maybe that's, like, the key. Most um,
1: people have not tried it. It's a staple in my family's yeah. household, though. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, we also, of course, had the defining moment of Allie and Austin being so different. Uh, yes. This is the first episode that really highlights their differences. Um, mm-hmm. Allie likes pickles and cloud watching. And Austin likes uh, coloring books and uh, scary movies.
1: Which is really hilarious how those things go together. Coloring <laughs> books and scary movies. I I really appreciate... I would have thought oh, that cloud watching and uh, coloring books went together. But they don't, apparently.
0: Huh. Yeah. yeah. I really appreciate... So I guess, like, within this moment of coloring books, I really appreciate how the series, uh, on the whole, doesn't, like, shame guys for liking mm. things like coloring books. So I think they do a good job of that throughout the series of uh, Des and Austin being able to, like, just enjoy things and not mm-hmm. have to worry too much about what people think. Or, like, the show uh, saying that's not appropriate for, like, a guy to like. So I appreciate that about the show. And it's not something you always see in kids shows. Um, yeah. or, you know, shows in general. But so I I, I really like that Austin likes colouring and it's just it's just fun. It's considered childish, but not, you know, unmanly. Yes. <laughs> not unmasculine. So
1: <laughs> very fun. What were your highs and lows for this episode? Oh.
0: Uh I think the high was probably towards the end, uh when Ali says to
1: Oh, you know what we didn't do? We didn't
0: do the summary.
1: Oh my gosh, we didn't do the summary. (laughs) Okay. Uh I was
0: like, oh, this will be the audience, like, what if they haven't seen it lately? They well I was but we have something built in for that that we did we forgot. Yes. And our apologies. We made a mistake because we were trying to apologize for mistakes.
1: So let's go ahead and apologize for this one. We forgot the summary. (laughs) Uh should we go ahead and do the summary now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Go for it, Abby. Um, yeah. I have not written a summary this week, but I will do the best that I can to summarize this for you lovely listeners. So we start out in the music shop and Allie is very excited about this new song that she has written for Austin's webcast that Dez is going to film and throw up on the internet and it's going to be awesome. But the song she's written is about being really sensitive and, like, crying because of the rain and these kinds of things. And uh, Austin hates it. But, of course, he can't tell Allie that because that will hurt her feelings. So, instead, he, Dez, and Trish talk over a game of Go Fish, played with cheese, instead of playing cards about the best way to go about this and of course the conclusion is that you should be honest with her but Austin chickens out and instead they go ahead with the webcast but Austin hates the song so much that he stalls by dancing and then they run out of time and he doesn't sing the song. So of course it comes out that Austin hates the song and Allie realizes that she and Austin don't know each other very well so they decide to hang out and get to know each other so Allie takes Austin to Cloud Watching Club, which Austin has no interest in whatsoever. He cannot tell a bunny on a bicycle from a snowman eating a marshmallow. It is just sad. But then Austin takes Allie to a scary movie festival in the mall. And she is bored to death by the scary movies. So they go to the mall pond where one of Allie's very good friends, Pickles the Goose, hangs out. He inspires her to write songs, but they find out that the mall pond is going to be torn down and made into a parking lot and that Pickles is going to go away. So Allie, being the rule follower that she is, breaks the rules and steals Pickles the Goose. Clarity ensues and in the end everyone has a good time. Austin and Allie get to know each other Quite well. Dez and Trish, who have discovered that they have the same favorite movie and the same favorite number, become best friends, discover that they have different favorite pizza toppings, are no longer best friends, and Austin and Allie come up with a great song, make a great podcast, and all is well in the world. <laughs> and that's the episode. Oh, they make a podcast. <laughs> yes, it's a very popular profession. That's pretty cute. <laughs> You know, everybody, everybody needs uh, to make a pod. Cool.
0: Cool. Well, I was going to say my high for the episode, uh, was when after, uh, the goose is sent to it or is going to be sent to an animal reserve, mm-hmm. which used to be the goose used to be Allie's muse. Like she yes. <laughs> would, uh, uh, draw inspiration from the goose pickles. Uh, but she says to Austin, uh, I don't need the goose anymore. Cause I found a new goose and his name is Austin. And uh, Austin doesn't get it, but the point is that, like you know, Austin is Allie's new goose and her new inspiration for writing. So I thought that was really nice and, like you know, really uh, very I don't sweet.
1: Know, I like that. Very
0: sweet. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, yeah, I don't know, a nice sign of friendship, but also creative uh, partnership. Yes.
1: And perhaps foreshadowing to something else. Hmm. What? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs>
0: Okay. <laughs> uh did you have a high for the episode
1: Abby yes actually um my high was uh I forget his name but the character who is the bouncer for the movie theater
0: oh so guess what his name is Walter which was the window wa- repairman's name coincidence I don't know do they keep on having mm-hmm. Walter show up <laughs> I've never noticed <laughs>
1: We'll have but, uh, to But I that. was
0: very excited when I noticed his name was Walter, but yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, one, just really love his character, but two, um, I think this was the first time, no. No, this was not. Um, this is, uh, the same actor um, had been in the show So Random, uh, which was another Disney Channel original show. Uh, it was the third season of the show Sonny with a Chance. That had to be uh, scrapped and redone after Demi Lovato um, went to rehab. And so they had already had all the other actors sign on for this third season. So they, Sunny with a Chance is a show about a girl on a comedy show. So Demi Lovato played the main character and all of a sudden you don't have the girl anymore. So instead of making a show about a girl on a comedy show, you just make the comedy show is what they did and they introduced three new uh cast members to the show so random and the actor who played walter was one of them he's hilarious (laughs) he has i think some of the best physical control of any actor i've ever seen his expressions are great the (laughs) angles he is able to make with his body are just he is comedic Genius and every second he was on the screen, I was laughing. He was that's great.
0: awesome that's really that's really fun. I really liked him uh in this episode as well I was like, oh Walter I hope he comes back uh well I, I don't think he does, I don't think he does uh, but I was excited that he had the same name as the window repairman I was like maybe this is gonna be like a trope Walters keep on coming in that have an important role in the episode, but we don't see it again
1: maybe But I' <laughs> have to keep an eye on that
0: yeah yeah. Yeah, Well it seems like we would have noticed if there had been a lot of Walters, but I don't know. I never really thought about his name before. I had to mm-hmm. podcast about it.
1: <laughs> maybe I don't know that I've ever really thought about it either. They're yeah. very. Or it might
0: just be a coincidence that they're both called Walter.
1: Possibly, or maybe it's a reference to Walt Disney, and they're trying Ooh. to work that in. I don't know.
0: Ooh. Maybe. Uh, It's
1: deep. (laughs) Stay posted. (laughs) You guys will just have to keep listening to see if we bring that thread back out. If we notice that. If
0: Walter is actually Walt Disney.
1: Yes. In disguise. The uh, the
0: embodiment of Walt Disney. Yeah, or the the disguise of Walt Disney is probably more more plausible. What was your
1: low for this episode?
0: Uh, Low, 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 low. I obviously did not think of these beforehand.
1: Uh, That's
0: okay. <laughs> <Milo>. <laughs> uh Oh, you go first, Abby. Do you have uh, your low?
1: Okay. Um my low for this episode was um the Fright Fest. I just I don't know, something of ab- the I think the costumes and the concept of the horror movie festival was supposed to be comedic. Like, oh, here's a really strange situation for us to drop our characters into. And I don't know, it just didn't work for me. I didn't think it was all that funny. Um, I also don't watch horror movies, so maybe I just, they were playing on some tropes that I was not familiar with. Um, But yeah, I just thought it was kind of meh.
0: I never really noticed before. I guess when I like first watched it, I wasn't that familiar with the concept of like comic cons or like mm-hmm. conferences or festivals where like a fandom gets together. So watching it from that perspective this time I kind of I kind of enjoyed it. Like I didn't think it was supposed mm-hmm. to be comedic though. I just thought it was supposed to be like a and look, they go to festivals about horror shows. I thought it was more supposed to be like a compliment about how interesting they are than like a funny mm-hmm. thing. Of course, there there's I think there are scenes there they're comments that are supposed to be funny within it. But I thought the setting itself was just supposed to be, like, a setting. So I thought so. I kind th- of enjoyed it. I Yeah. It go was ahead. a
1: setting that didn't make any sense for the tone of the show. Like, if you had had them go to, I don't know, a musical festival, or um, Valley had been the one who was really into movies, and they went to, like, a Jane Austen or 18th Century England Historical Film Festival or something like that. I think felt like that would have been more in keeping with the tone of the show overall. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I kind of I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. I I also did kind of enjoy their costumes and did kind of think it was funny. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's but, because uh, you're more like Austin and I'm more like <laughs> Allie.
0: I, I really thought Austin's uh, swamp costume was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, maybe because I just didn't even notice it like until I thought about it. Like, it Mm -hmm. just seemed very natural. And still, (laughs) until I started to think about, well, actually, he's wearing a swamp costume. (laughs)
1: Perhaps, perhaps.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I think maybe Milo was the... Was the... Just some comments about the goose attacking Walter. I thought the goose attacking Walter was pretty funny. Like, uh... But there were, like, a few, like, comments that were just kind of mean, like, Mm -hmm. be quiet in the theater, like, while he's being attacked by a goose or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then in the music video, there's, like, a similar thing where it's, like, you gotta go down, or I forget what the exact line is, but, like, the implication is that, like, I don't know, Walter's a loser, which is obviously not true. Walter's (laughs) obviously really cool.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So, and I think in general, like, it was pretty funny, but, like, it just came off as, like, a little bit cruel at times, so... That was maybe Milo, where uh, was when they didn't love Walter like he deserves to be to be loved as a person, which is not only because he's a human, because he's so cool. Mm-hmm. All right. which cool is, is maybe the wrong word, but
1: which is interesting because we both noted um, in the second episode that there were a lot of jokes made that we thought were a little bit too mean to be funny, which is just
0: yeah, also about physical violence, yeah, as well.
1: So. I wonder if that is something that we didn't notice the first time we were watching this. And so we loved the show so much, but actually like maybe it's actually horrible. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, d- I am just wondering, like, one time is a fluke, two times is a coincidence, but if it happens three times. I think is it, it a might pattern? continue
0: to happen. Well, I think Disney TV shows can be really mean. Uh which is maybe a reflection of how society can be really mean, but there are sometimes like we were watching Bunked the other day, which is mm-hmm. a more recent Disney TV show, uh, and they're just like really mean to each other. <laughs> like you know, they just like in the pranks that they pull and the way they talk about each other, um, which is you know can be true in real life, where like you know kids are mean to each other. Uh, yeah, and it's like supposed to be funny or whatever. You just don't like expect it as much from a show that's. Not that shows have to be perfect. Like I, I think. I've been watching Friends a lot lately, and I think, like, the Mm faults in those characters actually make the show really interesting, as does New Girl, Um, and it makes a stronger statement about, like, yeah, humans are faulted, but just their faults don't, like, mean that they're not really interesting and really cool and really, you know, their their personalities are still really valuable in -hmm. spite of these faults. So, I don't know. So, not that shows should be perfect, but it just seems like the show's kind of endorsing this kind of... Or some shows sometimes are endorsing this kind of cruel behavior where, like, you laugh at people even though they don't think it's funny. Um, mm. But I don't know. I don't want yeah. my shows to be too moral. <laughs> That's not fun. But no. You know.
1: <laughs> Heavens, no. Because the uh, enjoyment of watching something, like all fiction, the enjoyment comes from conflict. And conflict comes from some form of some sort of fault in someone's character. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. So I do. I don't want it to be moral, but I also do find it a little bit problematic how they.
1: Hmm. You know, yes.
0: Make fun of Walter or
1: whatever. Poor but. Walter.
0: Yeah, so that was a little... I know, I know. He doesn't seem to care. (laughs) He, he like, comes to the webcast, so maybe he's, like, you know, part of it. But it... And
1: clearly he runs a very... (laughs) He seems to be ...theater with lots of success. Yeah.
0: He does. Yeah. I mean, he obviously has a passion. He's he's living out that passion. (laughs) Just like Austin! (laughs) Actually, yeah, you know what? Walter and Austin should be best friends. (laughs) yes
1: uh, they have more i think walter's common. a little
0: bit older though so but.
1: that may be true
0: i got the impression he was like a full-fledged adult but it's hard to tell in tv shows how old the characters are supposed to be yes so maybe he's supposed to be a high schooler but i thought he's supposed to be like a young, a young adult
1: like us yay <laughs> young adulthood we're represented <laughs> So what is our next segment?
0: Oh, well... Uh, so one thing we've talked about that's another defining moment, but we haven't delved into, uh, is the webcast. I think it's mm-hmm. like pretty defining um, as far as Austin's career goes. So Austin's ah, career yes. and, and the team's career is continuing to be developed. Uh, but the fact that they have a webcast and that they have viewership or whatever, I think is pretty uh, significant. So... But besides that, we have uh, Trish's job tally, Ooh. <laughs> uh, which is always a defining moment in the show when Trish gets a new job. Yes, um, it really changes the trajectory of everything <laughs> that happens afterwards, It like you know, really affects like all the characters what they do. Uh, so today, Trish had the cheese out of my league job. I
1: love the pun and names of these places.
0: The- the, the t-shirt shop job. So, and I believe those, I believe it's just two this episode. Uh, and she made a comment about it, mm-hmm. uh, about, uh, and her and Des's
1: I'm the one fight. who works at least two jobs a day. <laughs> that was a great moment. That was a great moment. Yeah. Yeah. I liked, uh, yeah, I enjoyed
0: the fake fight. I enjoyed Des's, uh... sometimes I get home from work. I'm just <laughs> tired. I just want to watch TV. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I really love whenever they take a relationship that is not a romantic relationship. Like some sometimes even uh, enemies or frenemies or just anything and they inject some of the tropes we see in romantic movies with couples <laughs> having issues. Like they did that to perfection in this episode and in the Lego Batman movie. I just always <laughs> enjoy that <laughs> when they do that.
0: Uh, which leads us into our deep-roating questions, kind of. Uh. Hmm. My, my deep-probing question for this episode is, uh, are Austin and Allie on a date? A controversial question.
1: Ooh. Hmm.
0: Because <laughs> the premise, the premise is, uh, let's get to know each other better mm-hmm. by hanging out back and forth and doing things that each other like, and at one point, Allie is even wearing a bride costume. Even though it's a swap bride costume. She is dressed in a wedding gown.
1: Hmm. Are they on a date? <laughs> I am going to say yes. I think oh, so. Oh, wow. I think so. <laughs> because, to quote Disney Channel to Disney Channel. um, Ooh. In the movie Zapped starring... Zendaya. She has a crush on this guy, and he says, do you want to hang out sometime? And so then they go to this diner together, and she's really going back and forth on, is it a date? Is it not a date? Because, like, he just said, do you want to hang out? And so, main conclusion of that little segment was that, yes, in fact, it was a date. He was, they were just both too chicken to define it but because they were hanging out with the intention of getting to know each other just the two of them was in fact a date so I'm going to take that same logic and apply it here I think yes I'm
0: going to add to your argument and say uh, at the end the day after Austin says yesterday was fun which is something you say Mm. after a date but now I'm going to switch I'm going to go back to I'm going to say no it's not a date (laughs) okay uh I think it is try. I think it is purposely alluding to a date. Like I don't think this is an accident, guys. I think this is a uh, a little setup we're we're seeing going on. This is supposed to look like oh Austin and Ally. Uh but I strongly believe in male female friendship without it being a date. So <laughs> I, even though I, I I see lots of support in favor of it being a date, I uh you know I can't I can't uh, overrule my uh, my belief in. Male female friendship.
1: That's fair. <laughs> it's fair.
0: Uh and I think neither of them have romantic intent in it. Even though, like, you know, I think they're both Yet. pretty oblivious about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh do you have any deep probing questions uh for us,
1: uh Abby? Well now I have the deep probing question of <laughs> is everyone else who works at the mall named Walter?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or, uh, like, our repeating characters who come into the scenes who are really strong, like, you know, we really like them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, at least I really like the window repair guy, but never come back. Hmm. Are they Walter?
1: <laughs> hmm.
0: Is that, is that Walt Disney? I don't know. It's a good question. It's a good question.
1: I, know, I will need more data to try to answer this question. Like, another episode or two. Sounds good.
0: Uh... Let's do a new segment. Okay. Called Fashion Report. Woo. <laughs> uh so obviously in Austin and Alley there are uh you know, they have they have clothes on and we can talk about you their styles say. and they each have their <laughs> That probably was not the ideal <laughs> way to introduce the segment. <laughs> uh have their own individual style and uh trish especially often has like a very uh unique uh Mm -hmm. outfit to match the job her current job uh so i have two two items of note uh from this episode so the first one and you can add whatever you would like as well uh -hmm. is trish's cheese outfit
1: yes (laughs) i think
0: is uh, uh a good example of a fashion choice that's very bold yes
1: yes Sharp even. Sage... Oh no, that's
0: what I was
1: gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> um, she, you uh, know, yeah. looking Gouda. Oh no. <laughs> I actually uh, stole that joke. I'm not gonna take credit for that joke, but I don't remember where I got it from. If I remember by the end of the episode, I will tell you guys.
0: Uh, it's also very cumbersome. Uh, it takes up <laughs> a lot of space.
1: Uh, oh, that uh, So it's, it, I remembered that joke came from an episode of "Good Luck Charlie.: Oh:
0: Classic Disney Gouda joke. Yes.:
1: yeah. You were uh, saying.:
0: Oh, well, some highlights of this outfit are uh, it's cumbersome. It just takes up a lot of space. Uh, you can use it to hit people. Uh, <laughs> Trish uses it to hit Tez. Uh, you can use it to hide it. Act like you're not there. Um, like when Trish wants to not talk yes. to Ali about the song, she ducks into it and <laughs> brings her arms into the mm-hmm. and uh, the little hat drops down, so it just looks like a big cardboard cheese uh Indeed. it apparently comes with cheese underwear which is an interesting uh choice it's apparently made of actual cheese uh i according wonder. to the
1: episode <laughs> yes if it were actually made of cheese i feel like des would have been eating it mm.
0: well maybe that's why uh maybe what we don't see is trish give them the deck to play with so that he won't eat her costume she's like stop mm. it stop it this is my outfit provided by my workplace. I'm going to get fired <laughs> if you continue to eat it. And maybe that's actually why she gets fired later on is because Dez ate her outfit uh, or, you know, too much of it. And mm, uh, mm-hmm. they, they were like, you're not a responsible employee because you let your friend eat your eat your cheese outfit and she got fired. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the subplot. They had to cut it out for time, but uh, it was yes. there. Yes. Clearly. Uh, and that's why... Uh, That's why Dez and Austin have this cheese deck of like slices of cheese. It was like a compromise. Like, Dez, you can't eat my outfit, but I will let you play cheese go fish.
1: (laughs) Makes sense. Uh, I I think that holds water. (laughs) Yes.
0: Uh, And then the second outfit I thought was of note was I really like uh, Dez's button up shirt at the end. It's, like, half butterflies and half dots. And underneath it, he's wearing, like, the T-shirt with Trisha's face on it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I thought it was very nice. So I thought it was, uh, bold, um, but also, uh, pleasing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It had nice colors and everything. Uh, it went well with somebody's face, uh, underneath it. I thought that was, like, a good, <laughs> good choice. <laughs> um... Uh, but yeah, those are my, uh, my two outfits from uh, this episode that uh, really, uh, you know,
1: they impacted me. Something I will add to this week's fashion report is just to note, um, if you haven't noticed already, you should, that Trish wears something with animal print in every single episode. Now, that actually was Rainy Rodriguez's doing. She made it a point to be wearing something animal print in every episode. No one told her to do that. She just felt that that was Trisha's character. And so she personally added something that was animal print to at least one outfit in each episode, which returns wonderfully later in the series. Um, It's really fun how some of these things that the actors came up with or inside jokes that the cast had work their way into the show.
0: Oh, that's so exciting.
1: Yeah. We'll get there.
0: Well, the other thing we should note is that there was a song.
1: There was a song. uh,
0: In this episode. Uh, Has there been a song in every episode so far? Yes. I think so. Uh, So we're going strong. Strong with the songs. We have had... This is our fifth song because there were two in the first episode.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Six, including the theme song. Ooh, good point.
0: Uh, Abby has it on her uh, music player.
1: Yes. This is half the soundtrack already in the first... Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Four episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Wow, ambitious. Yes. Yes, indeed. We'll see how, if they can keep it going. There'll probably be, uh, several more t- songs written in 24 hours or less as we go on. Uh, what
0: are your thoughts on this, this song, Abby?
1: I really like this song. It's not my favorite, but it's not one... There are a couple of Austin Alley songs that when they come on, my, uh, Phone on shuffle, I will skip because you have to be in like an Austin Alley mood, not just I'm listening to some music mood to listen to those particular songs. This is not one of them. This is by no means my favorite. I think Austin Alley have some better songs that are more fun to listen to. But the thing I really appreciate about this song is that it is really, really hard to talk about people being different without resorting to cliches the way the um, pairs of opposites that they use for this song are really original. I like the bass when it booms. You like the high and treble. I'm like the 99th floor and you're cool on street level. I like the crowd rock 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 rocking it loud. You like the sound of hush hush. Hey keep it down. Those are just so creative and it's a lot more complex than just listing some things which they do in the bridge but just getting all of that takes a lot of hard work and i love the contrast that they come up with in the bridge too high tops flip flops retro dance pop we rock different ways oh beach bum city fun down home run and then it goes into the chorus which i just think that the songwriting is very clever
0: what's the title of the song it's
1: me it's you
0: yeah i really uh appreciate in the show in general uh, and in this episode especially that uh differences uh, are kind of a basis for friendship almost not just mm-hmm. like a something to get over so I, I like that of course it doesn't trish like uh it doesn't work out <laughs> maybe that's just highlighting the theme more about uh, mm-hmm. about uh differences don't have to impede friendship they can actually build build friendship up, yes so. And, and sometimes they make really nice uh, nice friendships uh, the differences of course similarities are good too but you
1: know yes, some sort <laughs> of common interest um one thing i will say about the song is that the second verse is not as clever as the first one um it has uh can't remember how the second verse goes i just remember that the second verse has a lot fewer i don't know if it has any pairings in it it's almost exclusively about the singer um thing about uh driving the fast cars and strumming guitars yeah i'm shooting for stars i'm taking it far I think that's the song i could be getting that mixed up and that's actually a verse in a second song because i'm not going to sing it out loud for you right now to make sure that i have the tune right
0: it sounds nice but it's a uh, it's a hard tune to, to yeah
1: it is it's- do
0: you know the origins of r5 out of uh like uh were they already an independent band and then Ross got the role as Austin. Do you know how that story goes?
1: As far as their popularity and record producing, all of that happened after Ross started Austin and Alley. There are two R5 songs on the first Austin and Alley soundtrack. Okay. Um, Crazy for You and What Do I Have to Do are those two songs. But oh, nice. they were uh, a family band writing and making songs. Well before that, they um, just didn't have any traction until Ross got cast. Actually, um, couple of just fun little notes. Slinch is one of the backup dancers in CeeLo Green this music video of kung fu fighting that he made for one of the kung fu panda movies mm-hmm. so a young ross lynch is in there dancing and also hiker Lynch, um who was the other lead singer of r5 lynch's brother um not only was on dancing with the stars and did very well um but he was actually on glee joe glee was one of the really? warblers there you go It's awesome uh
0: this song reminded me of some of their songs mm-hmm. um I don't know. I guess if I wanted to make a point, I should have looked into actually wrote the song <laughs> and all of that. But just now, it occurred to me like it kind of reminds me of some of the uh, the R five songs in their in their early albums. I also listen to R five.
1: The songs that I've heard by them, I usually really like. Yeah,
0: oh. no. huh. oh. and they've uh, made a good. A- I think they're maybe even fully independent writing credit now, um, which is exciting. But I also, I kind of like the uh, the choosy pop stuff that is some of their earlier stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, they're they're also like, uh, their lyrics are like more adult lyrics now. And I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. I like the fun, like silly lyrics that are. Yeah. N-. But they're probably more like actually musically good now than uh, they were.
1: Uh, yeah, the song Heart Made but, Up On You is really great, despite being the adult.
0: For all our tween listeners out there, you're cool. <laughs> I don't really know why I want to say there. <laughs> we like you. <laughs> yes. Okay, right, well, let's do some quotes. Uh, I have tried to narrow down the quotes Uh, from our previous quotes where I gave, like, a bajillion. So, uh, here are,
1: here another are apology quotes.
0: <laughs> yeah, another, I should have included this in the <laughs> apology section, guys. <laughs> um, so I've tried to make it just one per, one per person, but of course, for Dez, I have to. because uh, Dez is probably, is, I don't know if you guys can tell, but he's probably my favorite character. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this is great. As says, well, if you don't like feel like playing i'm gonna eat the deck when they're playing uh cheese <laughs> go yes. fish uh, and then when the goose gets loose in the theater and mm-hmm. is uh biting people which is a scene i also thought was very funny uh or enjoyed a lot when the go- when everyone's jumping up like in a mm-hmm. wave because of the juice i thought that played surprisingly well um <laughs> uh <laughs> and nelson says it's a that's loose Mm-hmm. and uh ali's like no it's just a goose says a zombie goose <laughs> I, I i enjoyed that <laughs> um uh, trish uh when austin dances instead of singing uh yes. ali's song and Allie asks trish what's he doing is is he stalling And then Trish says, people don't dance when they stall. And then, like, Allie, like, looks at her or whatever. And Trish, like, starts dancing as a way to avoid talking. Yes. And they do it two more times. It's not as funny the second and third and fourth time. But that first time it was pretty funny.
1: (laughs) It's also really funny about that is that the dance Trish starts doing there is because of the pose that she strikes to try to make nonchalance. Like, she puts one hand on her head and the other on her hip to just, like, look like she's scratching her head. And then she turns that into a dance. (laughs) But then throughout the rest of the show, anytime Trish dances, that's the dance she goes back to. (laughs) Which is just really funny because that was like a coincidence that that was what turned into the dance.
0: (laughs) Uh, Allie also has uh, the, uh... so a little bit of context, I guess, for this is when uh, Austin and Allie are saying, uh, Austin's like, you're like, you know, sensitive and Mm -hmm. serious. I'm like chillin' what's up and Allie's like I can be chill and then she like does a really awkward pose and says
1: what's up what (laughs) is up (laughs) yes I feel that in my soul
0: Uh, (laughs) I mean I kind of do too but uh I just I just push through anyways (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh Uh, Austin says, in reply to the question from Allie, why do you have a coloring book? And Austin's reply is, I just told you, I'm fun! <laughs> uh, I enjoy it. Uh, yeah. and then Walter also gets two quotes. Uh, Walter, uh, comes out into the Fright Fest, and he sees them, and they're like, hi, Walter! And he's like, hey! Uh, and he's like, recognize this! And he holds out, like, a kernel of popcorn. Uh, mm. But the way he says recognize this is really funny. And the point is that, you know, He's very upset that there's a kernel of popcorn on the floor in this theater. Um, and then later, uh, when they're watching the movie and Walter walks through, kind of to, you know, check up on
1: mm-hmm. how's it
0: going. And he sees uh, something on the floor. He says, that better be a real eyeball and not a candy <laughs> one. <laughs> Which I thought was maybe maybe the best line of the episode. Maybe, like, you know, the, the mm-hmm. funniest line of the episode. But <laughs> So those are our
1: quotes. Any lingering thoughts? Um, I just want to, again, reiterate how much I love Nelson as a character. <laughs> like, when he, Hey, Allie, I'm ready for the fight fest. <laughs> and he's, like, got his little boxing robe and boxing gloves on. It's just like, aw. No, no, Nelson. It's a fright fest, not a fight fest. <laughs> aw, narts. <laughs> I love Nelson. Yeah, he's pretty
0: good. <laughs> Uh, let me see if I have any notes. Any lingering thoughts? Uh, oh, I thought uh, it was nice uh, when Austin and Allie, when Austin Ally go to the pond and Austin's like really kind of tired of Allie being boring. Mm-hmm. I liked how he ex- not how how he expressed frustration. Not that it was good to express r- frustration, but I liked that it was just like. Oh, they're really friends. They get upset with each other, Mm -hmm. too. I liked that part of, uh, the development of their friendship. Is that, uh, he's like, I already know you like pickles. Can we go now? Or whatever. Not that I think, you know, being bratty is a good thing. (laughs) But I thought it was, like, you know, nice how, (laughs) uh, that was, like, part of the show is, like, there's a, like, you know, a real level of frustration Mm -hmm. um, with another person, even though, like, you like the person. Um... Yeah, so I like that. And then also uh, when Allie likes, like, no, it's a goose. And she's like, don't you think he's cute? He's like, I guess. Like, he's, like, trying, like, what Allie likes, but, like, he's really, Uh, like, not succeeding. (laughs) So I like that. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Speaking of the goose, I knit. And anytime I see (laughs) something knit on TV, I always like to think, like, okay, like, come on now. Because obviously we all know that, Allie didn't knit those footy pajamas for Pickles the Goose in a day, but actually, I have no idea how a person would go about making that, even <laughs> if you had a month to do it. Uh, I'm on to you, TV magic.
0: <laughs> Allie's just a master knitter. That's one of the things we learned about her. Should, should we say some things we learned about the characters? Because I feel like we learned a, a good amount. Uh, sure. Uh, we learned yeah. that Allie can knit, for one. <laughs> Like, I maybe we knew that before, but, like, we definitely see it.
1: Uh, Another way I'm like Allie.
0: Yeah. We learned Allie likes honesty. Yes. Uh, Trish, like, really pointed that out. Um, and she likes pickles, which just reaffirmed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We learned that she's part of a cloud-watching club. So, apparently, she's part of all these clubs. She's part of the calligraphy camp, uh, this book-reading club, and yes. a cloud-watching club. We learned Austin likes horror films, which we, I don't think we knew before. Uh, that apparently fuels his music, which I didn't find quite believable, but.
1: <laughs> really funny, too, because I'm pretty sure that either the writers dropped that joke, or forgot about it, or decided to, like, do something in contrast to that. Because there are several parts in later episodes where Des and Austin talk about going to see a chick flick. And then they're like, Oh, I mean we were at, you know, mega fight thing, you know, big manly movie, but actually they were like at the Princess movie or something. That's just interesting to think about. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe they maybe they just like films. Where they're just maybe. film geeks.
1: We know a few of those. <laughs> Certain Duke University graduate students.
0: Ooh. Oh, shout out to Joseph Rousseau.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna drop some names.
1: I if he even listens Uh, to this.
0: Bet he doesn't. But, you know, (laughs) I bet he might if we told him to.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Joseph. Listen for your name. You're gonna be an episode, man. We should have him on as a
0: guest. I would (sighs) love to have Joseph as a guest.
1: That would be awesome. That would be so exciting. (laughs) Except he would probably just. Uh, Yeah. He would probably just point out, like, all the tropes. Like, this is a trope. It would be great. That's a trope. This is a trope. He would add so
0: much. He would add so much. (laughs) We'll have to get in contact with him about that. I'm sure he has lots of time in his, you know, grad school. (laughs) Like me. Yes. But I don't care. I'm I'm Austin. I have time for everything.
1: (laughs) Typical Austin.
0: (laughs) I don't need sleep or good grades. (laughs) Uh, Um. I obviously care about my grades, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> but but not that much. Yeah. <laughs> um, I forget what I was saying. Oh, uh, Austin, Trish, we learned that they also like aliens, which is something I think we should also talk about. Is mm-hmm. that uh, for the first time we encountered the Zalian universe, yes, sub universe with within the Austin and Alley universe, uh, about uh, Z- uh alien zombies. Uh, which is exciting. Yes,
1: which that does come back interestingly enough.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of uh, I don't know. I appreciate a uh, fake genres within genres. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, we learned that Dez uh, and Trish are also are, are both very passionate about aliens, and that mm-hmm. they 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 have watched all thirteen movies about aliens. <laughs> so. Our, yeah. Or 14 movies, but uh they liked 13 of them. Oh, that was something I wasn't clear about. Is like what are they watching a New Zealand film
1: film? Um, don't know. If it's acting like a Comic-Con does, then you go and there is regalia from that fandom and then you just go and you wear the costume of the element of that fandom that you like best. Like I could go to Comic-Con and there be no Teen Titans merchandise or Teen Titans anything, but me dress up as Raven because she's my favorite character. So Sure. Um, so you think
0: they're just watching another movie at the
1: breakfast? I would think either that or it's one of those, you know, throwbacks where they play a bunch of old horror movies that are, you know, cult classics or something like that.
0: Because uh the zombie goose comment made me think that maybe it was like uh a... and also I guess like just their their outfits made me think that it maybe mm-hmm. was like a Zalian film. But maybe it was just uh another part of the Swamp Bride horror show, mm-hmm. like the second showing girl or second film or
1: whatever. I seem to remember Allie saying to Austin, like when he says, Hey, let's stuck in the theater and hide. You just wanna see the end of Zalian Five. It's like maybe I think they were watching one of the old movies.
0: Yeah. Also kind of just pointing out that there's no reason for them to go back to the theater. It's just convenient like <laughs> <opinion. laughs> thing for the TV show to have done. Yeah. But at least they acknowledged it.
1: Yeah, kind of a tongue in cheek joke. <laughs>
0: um oh and the other thing is uh I liked how uh the webcast um we get the unfulfilled webcast of a uh, Austin just dancing, and then at the end, we get him singing the new song. So I thought that was yes. a nice, like, mm-hmm. bringing together of the new song and mm-hmm. the, the development of that. So I think those are all my lingering thoughts. But I have extra so- <laughs> paper. Oh, and I like the red red, red vein candy, I thought was clever <laughs> of the, uh, of yeah. taking it out more and kind of creepy. Yes. Oh, and Bra- Zaylee and Sook. Just kidding, I have so many... I have so many lingering thoughts. (laughs) No, I think that's all. (laughs) Okay.
1: So what would you rank this episode? Ooh.
0: So... I I enjoyed it. I liked it uh, a good amount. It wasn't my favorite. Uh, I thought it was a little bit... A little bit all over the place. Like, there was some Mm -hmm. cohesion to it, but it was also a little bit, like... Just lots of random things happening. Like, Mm -hmm. the Fright Fest and Cloud Watching. Um... Which made sense, but also was just like very random. Yes. Um, so I'm going to say 7 out of 19. So, you know, up there, but not not at the top. Okay. Uh, what do you think, Abby?
1: Uh, for similar reasons, I'm going to say like 9. I haven't said 9 yet, right? I've said uh, 8. you
0: haven't? Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, you might have said 7. I don't remember. I
1: <laughs> <Okay, laughs> we should well, probably write it down. <laughs> I have it written down somewhere. Um,
0: oh, you're so responsible.
1: I know. Vanity student, you know, what do you do? <laughs> also, I'm Allie, so, you know, I have to be responsible. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to give this like a nine. Um, there was nothing about this episode that made me say, oh, yes, I love this episode because when I saw that this was the next episode, I was like, oh, okay, so it's that one. Wasn't like, oh my gosh, I just, like, really, this episode is just not that great and I just don't want to. But neither was it, um,. Initial feelings were pretty mediocre, and then having watched it, I was like, yeah, that was just kind of like a uh, decent, not stupendous, not awful episode. So I'm going to say nice.
0: especially makes sense, if, uh, if you didn't like the, since you didn't like the Fright Festival, which was like a good portion of the Yeah, <laughs> that was
1: most of the movie, or most of the show. <laughs> yeah, uh. Nice. What would you like to plug? Uh... Have I plugged the tales of East High books already? It's been so long. You have, yes. Okay. Uh, um,
0: you got some from Goodwill for a good price. Is that, Kays. Is that the same? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yes, yeah. those
1: same books. Um, well, I said I would do this. So, uh, those books. Um, in one of them, uh, the basketball team goes to New York. Is it New York or is it Chicago? I think it's Chicago, actually. Um, for Here where I am a uh, you know basketball tournament. And the decathlon team also goes to Chicago for um, trivia bowl filming of some sort or other. And while they're in Chicago, of course you're in Chicago, you have to try deep dish pizza. So they go to this pizza place and they're talking about what kind of pizza they're going to get. And Gabrielle and Troy are like, you know, our favorite pineapple and pepperoni do things that don't that shouldn't go together but really do just like us. So my brothers and I, well, I read that and thought, "Oh my gosh, I have to try pineapple and pepperoni pizza." And my brothers and I have loved it ever since. But since um <laughs> I have already plugged that, let me go with Kim Possible. Uh, my best friend and I, my best friend is a redhead and um I have pretty dark hair. We have decided to go as Kim Possible and she go for Halloween this year. Oh, nice. We're very excited about it. I'm more excited about it than she is because she had never seen Kim Possible before. And we were just re-watching, or I was re-watching. She was watching it for the first time. Uh, we watched like the first three or four episodes uh, this past week. And just reminded me like how great that show was, the di- high school dynamics, it's like so absurd, but just also really cool. And uh, anyone could have been Kim Possible if, you know- you are just awesome, like she is. And so. <laughs> and
0: voiced by Katie Lee.
1: Yes, and Ron Stoppable, voiced by Will Friedel, who, um, voice of Bumblebee in Transformers Prime. Oh. Also, Raven Simone was in that show, and Patrick Warburton, and, uh, Cole Sullivan, I think is her name. The woman who plays Shigo. Lots of really phenomenal actors and, uh, like, reputable voices in that show
0: do you have a favorite voice actor Abby?
1: Ooh, favorite voice actor um i have several that i very much enjoy and um but, i mean i've just got to go with kevin conroy as batman like <laughs> nice and conroy as batman is my favorite, the one I probably have the most respect for, is Tara Strong. She has done so many things. She was Timmy Turner and *Fairly Odd Parents*. She was Batgirl, and she's done a whole host of other stuff. But
0: yeah, I think voice acting is so interesting uh, and is and cool. Uh, partially because I listened to Adventures of the so much growing up, <laughs> which is all, you know, it's all audio drama. Yes. Uh, yeah, And thus, I really like uh, Adam Wiley, who plays, uh, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not going to remember the actual character's name, but in The Last Chance Detectives, he's the main character. Uh, but he's also Brad on Gilmore Girls, which would, might be a reference people know. Versus, you know, the very popular Last Chance <laughs> Detectives audio drama, uh, which everyone should know, but... Uh, but my plug for this week, uh, it's a little bit late because uh, we were supposed to record last week and I totally forgot, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, September That's 11th a- okay. happened a couple weeks ago in our timeline, and so it's going to have happened a while ago in your timeline, audience, uh, but I read yes. the book Love is the Higher Law by David Levithon, which was written a while ago, but it's a book about um, four teenagers on the day of 9-11 and the weeks following um, who are mm-hmm. in New York City. So, David Levinthal is really uh, one of my favorite authors. Um, really nice book. So, that is that's my plug for a uh, past pop culture reference. Uh, like like Austin Alley is not currently being produced. We like to plug things that are yes. not currently in circulation. <laughs> uh, what about a uh, personal plug? Abby, where can we find you on the interwebs?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Abby A-T-H-E. That's a-B-B-Y-Q-U-E-T-E-J-E. Um, it means Abby Who Knits in Spanish. Um, So you can follow me there. At me. Retweet. I'm not on there very often, but I do still get email notifications. And the reason I'm not on there is because I have not gotten any notifications in a very, very, very long time. <laughs> so leave me a notification of some sort and... We can interact via the interwebs. Uh,
0: I'm actually going to do a personal plug, which in the past I've only done podcast plugs. Uh, But I actually do have a YouTube channel called Third Cultural Kid. Third Culture Kid, that is. Uh, Which I try to vlog on monthly. (laughs) So I missed (laughs) the last three months. and The reason I'm plugging now is because I finally uh, recorded footage for another vlog. But my goal is to... Vlog Monthly, maybe the only, you know, monthly vlog mm-hmm. on YouTube. I'm sure that's not true, but it's one of the few. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you can find me at Third Culture Kid. You can find our podcast at Abilee Always on Twitter. Uh, maybe in the future, we might have a Facebook page if you want to try to look for that. We don't have one yet. Uh, Ashley Always at gmail.com is where you can email us with your questions or comments. Uh, if you're uh, willing, we'd love to have some reviews on iTunes. Uh, that would really help our Peace. listenership and uh, would also be very exciting for us personally. That you should do stuff for us personally, but, you know, audience participation, I don't know, it's fun, guys. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, our music provided by Epidemic Ad- Sound. Here we go. Uh, Abby? <laughs> With you. <laughs> <laughs> it's better. So I say to you, Melius Simul.
1: Melius Simul better to you together. as well, Emily. <laughs>
0: <sighs> All right, awesome. And Mellie is similar to you, audience.